Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's another episode of Rock and Roll American Football. It's your boy. It's your boy, Jay. And your boy, Carter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, jeez. Yeah. It's your boy. It's your boy. Do you know that in, in England, if you say your boy, then it's spelt B-O-I. It's not, oh, you know, okay. it's boy. That's yeah, what it was yeah. like when I was growing up at school anyway. I see. This was in the, what, what? the 70s? Well, oh, boy, yeah, no, this was in uh, 2000 and, uh, 2005, 2006 uh, you're, time. You're much, you're much younger than I expected. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> you're the one that, you're the one, you're the one that's like, well, I think when I found out that, you know, you, you went to school just a few years before me, I was like, oh, okay. Right. It's old soul, man. Old soul yeah. is what we say. Got old no, soul. no, old hairline. I think that's what we're doing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but whatever. Yeah, I, know. Know I think it's funny. funny. I mean, I'm not the one to say that. Uh, rock and roll American football, Jay and Carter here. Look, Carter, I don't actually know if, you, if you've if uh, you been across social media the past week. Nope. At all. Um, your boy, Jay, <laughs> went viral this oh. week. So I tweeted, I tweeted something last week, right? Right. And uh, this is, this is how many, uh, the, the reaction it got, okay? It mm. got 43, uh, sorry, uh, just let me work this one out. It got 60,000 retweets. Get out of here. It got, uh, how many views did it get? 8.2 million views. Get out of here. And it got 204,000 likes. Okay, I got a question. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Which Jay are we talking about? Jay Lawrence, your boy. For real? Oh, I mean, you, I mean, well, you are, you know, top thirty under thirty uh, <laughs> radio personalities in the entire of twenty twenty of Great not, Britain. Not twenty twenty one. They've announced the new year. I'm gone. I'm old. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I'm not bothered. Oh, that's the age thing. That's not your fault. You'll you'll be, you'll appreciate this though. It was actually nothing to do with me. It was a it, it was a video. I just tweeted saying, "And this, everyone, it's the greatest video of all time." And it was a video of Laura Ingram, the Fox News personality, mm. uh, basically getting something, getting really confused, uh, and it was funny. But turns out that it was a sketch anyway. So uh, I, I was I was wrong. That said. You're running promos for Fox now. Well done. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I was sort of jabbing at them. Um, that said, I replied to my own tweet because this is this is what you do now. You reply to your own tweet, and it's people can off. and people can see what you've written. Right. So I wrote a couple things, uh, blah blah blah, and then I thought, well, do you know what? Let's just plug this podcast. So I would like to say hello to, and this has happened. Genuinely, has happened, Carter. Many people. <laughs> That have listened to this podcast purely because of that tweet. Yo, I just it? replied saying, "This is my NFL podcast," and suddenly people are like, "All right, then I'll check out your NFL podcast." So, as they should. If if to all y'all listening for the first time, what's good? What is well, good? Well, welcome to the podcast. You know, we here we get a hot take. So every every week or so, you know, what I'm saying it's a good look. Come check us out on a regular basis. You know, stick around for a while. You boys. <laughs> <laughs> And we probably don't sound nearly as cool as we think we do. Yeah, no, that's sure it. We'll find out. <laughs> so that is it. I'm honestly, I am just as I'm just as viral as Lamar Jackson was this week when he was out uh, with an issue. Uh, <laughs> it is all, um, terrible, terrible. That was a bad joke. That wasn't it. Yeah. I apologize. Jeez. 
So yeah, I mean, if this is your first time listening, or maybe you listened for the first time last week after the, uh, the after your boy went viral, and now you're checking it out and continuing, thank you very much. We do can, we do talk about all the big things, the small things, and you know, mostly the ridiculous things. And in fact, well, th- t- you know, actually, there's a, there's a couple of things I want to talk about today, Carter. Mm. Um, I want to talk about the the things that you've changed your mind on so far this season, we're just over halfway through the season, and the things that you haven't changed your mind on as well. I'm talking serious stuff. I'm talking, you know, not so serious stuff as well. Um, I think that this is, you know, purely because I was thinking I made a whole big deal about this video on Twitter being like an accident, and it just turns out that they were just doing a sketch, and I fell for it. Yeah. So I changed my mind on that. So I want to know the things that you've changed your mind on this season and the things you haven't. Um, plus, before that, before we do that, I have something else to talk about, if that's okay. I, I, I support you, Jay, 100%. And I think that you're going to be okay talking about this because I know that you have opinions. Sure. Generally. 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 I <laughs> okay, sure. What you got? <laughs> Antonio Brown. Oh, man. Do I? Now, on Thursday afternoon, a report emerged stating that Bucks receiver Antonio Brown tried to obtain a fake COVID-19 vaccination card to avoid NFL protocols. So you've heard about this, I presume? Uh, Yes, I have. So let me just read. I've got I've I've got a take that I don't think that you're going to have on this, but I'll just I'll just read out you know what's happened. Uh, so Brown's former live-in chef Stephen Ruiz says Brown's girlfriend asked for fake vaccination cards. She allegedly said that Brown was willing to take uh, to pay five hundred dollars if he could get Johnson and Johnson vaccination cards. So uh, the uh, Brown's camp has come back and just uh, not the Browns. Oh yeah, Antonio Brown's camp has come back. And just, you know, basically refuted this, said he'd be willing to take a booster live on TV, you know, <laughs> like Joe Biden style yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> to prove that that's not the case. Right. Uh, I think that, you know, there may, be, there may be people looking into it or not. So first of all, I would like your take and then I'm going to give you my take. So my, my general take is, is that I think Antonio Brown has been behaving himself. We know that. Because we know what Antonio Brown's capable of. If we remind, just a just a quick reminder of what happened to him in Pittsburgh on his way out of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then he took a, a year the or Raiders. so off. The Raiders took took some time off, had some legal trouble, resolved that a bit. Okay, now he's back. If I'm Antonio Brown, I it's tough because. I under I don't I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand the hesitancy around this. I understand the autonomy that people have and choosing what goes into their bodies. Okay, fine. <sighs> if this isn't so, one more. I think he's vaccinated, and mm. he, the message that he sent about this booster shot is is the confident is enough for me to have confidence in his being vaccinated. If it turns out that he is not, I think he should get an Aaron Rodgers style punishment, which, by the way, wasn't enough. And but, so but that's I, presuming that he did try and get a fake vaccination card, isn't it? That's almost a separate thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's nothing, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. 
No, it's assuming that he got a, a fake vaccination card for this one shot Johnson and Johnson. Okay, fine. Oh whatever. no, that's like you know that's like legal. That's like you, you can get in legal problems. So you know? I so I imagine he could, but I mean, okay, fine. That's that's it is what it is. I don't know though. So I don't I don't think Antonio Brown would do something this stupid. I also don't think that the league it's turning out increasingly more and more as players pop up on the COVID list. Who's tell you know the name of this guy? I don't. I'm. Uh, I this is folks for listening for the first time. This is my thing. Uh, what you forget a, names basically? Yeah, essentially receiver who's out for the next two weeks. I think he plays for Green Bay. Who is? Oh, man, I can't remember. But he's mean, on the Colts. He's on the mean, COVID. Do you mean the cow? You know, you mean Cowboys? You're talking Cowboys. Uh, thank uh, you very you're much. Talking, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Thank you very much. No one knew that he wasn't vaccinated yeah. until he tests positive, and now he's got to be out for two weeks. Which this goes back to something that is very, very relevant in football. It's in, it's relevant in every professional sport, but in football in particular, which is the best availability. I don't know who said this. The best availability. I'm sorry. The best ability. Oh, you just ruined your punchline. You ruined it. Oh my gosh, it was a dog. Anyways, I'll get it next time. Maybe we edit it out. Whatever. The best ability is availability for football. Yeah, it's you get. That's not even COVID aside. You know, you're just talking just like straight up. You know, if if you're injury prone, you know that's yeah. And you just bring this into the mix, don't you? That's it. That's that's all it is. You could almost you could argue as well in this sentiment the second best ability is accountability because Mm. you're in the locker room with people like everyone's still going through this people are still popping up on the covid list Uh, across europe right now countries are shutting down austria there's back restrictions are back in germany like you know we're about to head into flu season in the northern hemisphere of the world so you know it's getting colder you know people are getting sicker people other than let's say the Aaron Rodgers or if if Antonio Brown is found to have done something bad in this situation, people in the locker rooms with them are going to increasingly, in my opinion, start to feel differently about guys who are skirting these rules. Because you're not just putting their livelihoods at stake, you're putting their families at stake. That's always been the case from the beginning. It's been the case for the NFL to take their protocol seriously when they first started. And I just, I just don't think that players whose game checks are sacrificed and if they have to take these concerns home to their families, some of whom might be they themselves, the players might not be at high risk, but some of their family members might, some of their kids might, some of their partners might. I, I don't see how that is a tenable thing to continue to have to negotiate, even though the league has put in these protocols that allow unvaccinated and vaccinated people to not just play on the same field, but also do whatever the hell they want to on, you know, during the weeks. Well they're not allowed to do whatever they want to. There are they do have restrictions. You know, whether or okay, not they're yeah, whether or not they're, yeah, I, I just yeah. saying, whether or not they're they're taken into account as seriously as they, they should be, as shown by the Aaron Rodgers incident right. is is, exactly. is uh, something aside. But in theory, in theory they're not. See my take is completely different to yours. And it's not because I disagree with you whatsoever. You know, you know that I agree with you in regards to this. My take is: what is it with Antonio Browns and chefs? <laughs> you know, so, so, so I just want to remind you. So this incident, this incident that I've just spoken about, is all to do with his live-in chef, former live-in chef Stephen Ruiz. Now, this goes back to the first ever rock and roll fo- uh, American football um, ep- uh, podcast that we did over two years ago. 
Right. Over two years ago, we did this. Um, I remember. Let me just remind you, you know what I'm talking about? Is this where they found the, the, the like the, the God Part Four yes. in his yes. freezer, and yes. people were wilding about it. Why? What is it with his chef? So, in an interview with this is from this is one from when is this August? August, I think. Uh, is August or September, twenty nineteen? Stefano Tedeschi was the <laughs> chef, right? <laughs> now, at that point, I can't. I don't even know what happened to be honest with this. Whether or not he was successful in his lawsuit or whatever, but the. But the chef, Stefano Tedeschi, set, was kicked out and wasn't paid from Antonio Brown's uh, private gathering for, for days uh, in the off-season. This was while he was at the Raiders, um, a brief moment while he was he, at the Raiders. He was in Florida, I think, was it? Yeah, that's right. But yeah, yeah. But he, he said, Tedeschi said that the reason, he's decided that the reason Brown booted him was because of a severed salmon head that he'd saved to use in a soup. According to the chef, he'd purchased a giant salmon to fillet and serve to Brown and his Pro Bowl teammates and stash its head in the freezer. Tedeschi believes that Brown opened the door, possibly saw its cold, dead eyes staring at him (laughs) and mistakenly interpreted it as some sort of threat. Uh, And I quote from TMZ Sports, uh, this is Tedeschi saying, "Tell me, what person with intelligence could have misplaced a fish head for some morse uh, some, for some mob horse head?" So, man, Antonio, I've never known anyone to have such a problem with chefs. <laughs> Listen, at least we know he takes his his diet very seriously. He is a professional ball player, Jay, and we we I, I am it's I c- want that for him. I want him to have the fresh. Giant salmon sashimi before his yes, practice yeah. days, you know. Now, what I would say is, how big does this freaking salmon head have to be to scare? I, we didn't ask this question back then, but how big does this salmon have to be to have a head big enough in a professional football player who is rich, uh, freezer, mm. to scare him to fire his own staff? That I mean, that's going to be as big as a horse. A horse is, uh, you know, that's what it is. They talk <laughs> uh, about a horse head. It's going to be like a salmon with the size of a horse head. Jeez. I, listen, I, maybe Antonio Brown need to get some female chefs. I don't know. There's, there's some women out there who can cook, Antonio, because apparently you're not dealing with the right ones. Uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown and chefs. That concludes the latest edition of that uh, of that series right here on Rock and Roll American Football. We look forward to another year and a half when he annoys some other chef and that chef has to come back and uh, speak about some sort of issue. I wonder what it will be next. It won't be Tom Brady's chef. Cause I tell you what, he, Tom Brady's got, uh, yeah, that's what he should do. He should, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's hired a TB 12, you know, method chef uh, or, or whatever. I'm sure he's famous now. That guy. Right, um, yeah. Mm. It's the, tremendous. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm, what I will say is that without going through every single game and without ever going through every single uh, result from the past week, is there were some surprises. I mean, there were quite a few games that w- w- did not come out necessarily the same way as we thought. And I'll be honest, the w- couple of weeks before that, or maybe it was the week before that, weren't the most exciting games. But there were some good barnstormers, I think, this week. In particular, the... Chargers sort of last minute win over the Steelers. I think that's worth saying. And um, 
Uh, I, I mean, we won't talk about the Saints game, and we don't need to talk about I the mean, Giants we could, game. I mean, we could, we could mention. We definitely don't need to talk about the Giants. <laughs> we <laughs> we could talk about the Saints game because, uh, ooh, jeez. But well, I, agree. I mean, lo- lots of injured players. But you know what? I think that the one th- the one game, and you know what? We spoke about the pa- the Packers Seahawks game, didn't we, last week? And how it was um, a surprising uh, non game in a way. It was just very defensive. Uh, Seahawks not even getting on the board. I pitch you this week, uh, not anything with the Packers, not anything with the Seahawks, but something that we might have thought that would have been quite an exciting game. Uh, should have, I know what you're talking about. Should have been a shootout. Chiefs 19, Cowboys 9. Not, if, if I recall correctly, not a single passing touchdown. Oh, I'd have to check that one. Oh, we got to check that one. Maybe so. I, I'm pretty sure. I know, I know Dak Prescott got sacked like five times. And I know Pat Mahomes threw for 250-plus maybe, but, you know, I don't think converted any of the touchdowns. I, again, 19-9 for two – or Cowboys, I think, are the number one offense in the league this year currently. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but, I mean, the Chiefs this season aren't the Chiefs that we've mm-hmm. known them to be. But, again, you just expect – you expect a result like – I don't know something like the uh, what was the game uh, like the Chargers in, in Pittsburgh for example mm. something high scoring like that, uh, but this in this case it wasn't it wasn't the case which is unfortunate but as it is. Oh well, and yeah. the thing is, is that over the last couple of weeks Dallas has sort of showed that they're human. They've had a great uh, passing attack a lot of the a lot of the year, but when you've got Amari Cooper going down, C.D. Lamb went out in the game as well. Um, you know, you know. With all due respect, they've still got a good passing attack compared to a lot of people. But but for but Dak Prescott could not get going in that game. I still think that the Cowboys are somebody to fear, especially come playoff time. If they can just sort of get that people back fit, if they can get it sort of working again. Uh, but Kansas City are, um, I think they sort of getting their groove back. Not necessarily how much they want it to be, but results are the most yeah. important thing on there, I suppose. Yeah, is this getting him out of their funk? If this is getting him to the okay, how can you win games in a? How can you win non-flashy games? Hmm. Like, how do we just get on the field, show up and do our jobs, and just get the dub? Because these are the types of wins that are going to get us to not only the playoffs, but could get us deeper into the playoffs, which is exactly the point. And Clyde edwards there back for uh, Kansas City as well, getting that yeah, touch, yeah. getting that touchdown. Um, I mean, he might have been missed more than people might have anticipated. To be fair, in that, um, now you know, I think we'll move on. We'll move on now to what I was saying before: the things that you've changed your mind on this season, and the things that you haven't. Uh, we're talking players. I'm talking, uh, you know, teams. Oh, I'm also just talking just whatever else. Um, so do you want to start, Carter, or should I, I will, start? I will definitely start. This is, a, this is a more recent one, which I I think as I think we had Cam on the show. This was as recent as last week or two weeks ago when I said that I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, and at the be- at the beginning of the year, people had Josh Allen in the MVP race early on because he was performing super well. They they blew out to a was it four and one I think it was by week five or so, and have since lost. I think they're. They lost at least four of the last three of the last five. Um, they lost three of the last five. Yeah, to um, the Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. Exactly, not exactly the cream of the crop of the league. Um, I have since 
change my mind on the, on the Bills. I don't, I don't know how you. <clears throat> so the Colts are better than people have said they are, but to lose forty-one mm. fifteen at home, yeah, in Buffalo with Buffalo weather, and you know the weather in Buffalo because you live in Buffalo. <laughs> like what? I, I mean, I didn't expect. Jonathan Taylor, sleeper pick for MVP this year, apparently, because dude had four rushing touchdowns and a catch in a in a receiving touchdown on the game. Uh, took over the league lead in um, not just touchdown scores but also rushing yards. Uh, shout out to the homie. Shout out to the king from Tennessee who obviously can't make it for the rest of the season. Might be back for the Derek playoff. Derrick Henry, yeah. Thank you, think King Henry. But Buffalo is not putting it together like I had hoped. Oh, like they. Like I, like they could on paper, like they can on paper, or like they could have in the first five weeks of the season. Like I, you lose to the. It's it's unfortunate because I really like Buffalo and I I really like the Bills and I thought I, it it goes along with however and I think this might be something we hit on a bit later, which is it's we're still waiting to see that sort of breakout team. Like oh, they're definitely the favorites outside of Arizona, maybe. But, well, even Arizona. To be fair, even Arizona, they've had they've obviously not had Kyler Murray for the last three weeks, so it's sort of difficult. And and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, it's difficult to evaluate yeah. how they would be now. You know, it's nearly a month. To be fair, well, yeah. it will be. It will be a month if and, if and Murray Murray's can play in the next game. Yeah. If he can even play in the next game, and then it will be a month. You know, so that's uh, it's a long time when it in an NFL season. Um, you know, as as you know, you know, watching these games, people's fortunes can change. The Chiefs' fortunes can change in the month. In a month, you know, uh, the Colts, uh, who are now six and five, not you know, and they were they yeah, yeah. they did not look like they were going to be for a while. And I think that the it's the manner of the defeat in this particular one with the the Bills that makes probably makes you question it a little bit i mean if it was if they'd lost 16 15 if they'd lost 31 30 or something sure, like that you sure. you'd be thinking all right they put up a good fight you know blah 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 but 41 15 is you know it's almost adding insult to injury in a way to to go to to be that far up but they didn't score one point in uh no that's a lie actually i was gonna, I was gonna say something but you lying but, jay don't lie to the people man you i just I, you know <laughs> It, it, it's 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 a man. It's the manner of the defeat. It's the manner of the defeat, and that's all. And Carson Wentz with 106 yards throwing. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, Josh Allen nearly got double that, but still, it doesn't matter when you've got Jonathan Taylor just running up the nose. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't blame you for changing your mind there. Or, or tell you what, not even you know maybe changing your mind that might even be a little bit strong, but questioning yourself. Sure. He's definitely valid. Definitely valid. Six games left in the season. There's plenty of football left to be played. And there's still, I mean. Seven games. The 17 I'm game sorry, yes, season. That's, yeah. that's right. That's right. Seven games left in the season. There's plenty of football left to be played. But with New England surging at the moment and, or, or rather not even surging, like, like just playing New England football, <laughs> mm. it, it's, it's I, I don't know if they're going to win that division anymore. So mm. there's that. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was that wasn't thought about prior to the season. Was it, it, for the last for the last ten weeks, it wasn't even a question. The, the Bills were going to win the AFC East, but you know, as it is now, Mac Jones is showing up, and Bill Belichick is is proven that he's worth his weight in coaching everything, whatever it is, however that saying goes. Jay, tell me, however, 
you're you're a guy who flip flops all the time. I do flip flop all the time. I've got a couple that I've uh, I've got a couple <laughs> that I've changed my mind on, and I've got one that I've been staunchly um, advocating for as well. So we'll start with this one. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I thought prior to the season, I don't even think I voiced this necessarily. I thought Jared Goff, underrated, could be good for the Lions. Mm. Mm. Has not been great for the Lions. Uh, they will uh, they will be looking to move on this offseason. I really don't have too much doubt about it. Now, he's actually out injured uh, at the moment. They had Tim Boyle come in. Uh, he threw for 77 yards. 77 yards in the last game. But I, I, I think that... I think that basically when it came to Jared Goff, maybe I was sort of slighted because I realized that he did have he did have some good years with the LA Rams. You know, I know that towards the end it sort of tailed off, but I was thinking, yeah. you know, there's no real reason. Well, there are many reasons, but I thought, why not? Why can't he get that magic back that he had, you know, in the first two or three years? I'm not saying that he was ever like, you know, top three quarterback in the league or anything yeah. like that, but there was a reason that they got to the Super Bowl. And then maybe I was, blindside not blindsided maybe I was just blind to the fact that you know even even then there was a whole thing do you remember there was a whole thing about head coach of the Rams Sean McVay basically feeding him every single play that's right every single play and that there won't be in too much for him to have to do uh you know, in, in regards to, you know, maybe changing the play at the line of scrimmage or anything like that. Not It was all being fed to him. And now they've got to a point where the Detroit Lions will be thinking, okay, we do not have our quarterback for the future here. No, definitely. We're going to have to try and, um, you know, make the best, I suppose, of what we can this year and then potentially draft or be in some sort of sweepstakes, you know, for a, for a, for a free agency quarterback next season. And it must be a bit of a weird situation, I think, to be a Detroit Lions fan right now because you've got that feeling of, okay, you know, I'm not saying that Matt Stafford's Tom Brady or anything like that, but Matt Stafford was <laughs> a, a, definitely an above-average quarterback and they've had him for years, weren't able to capitalise on it. And now you've got somebody that isn't as exciting, that isn't as dynamic a quarterback that ha- isn't getting you any results and you've not been getting results for a good few years let's remember yeah uh, ever since Jim Caldwell got sacked because they weren't he wasn't doing good enough if I'm correct I think it was Jim Caldwell yeah and uh and then ever since then they've not been they've not made the playoffs once you know so you've got you, you've got the Lions in this situation where if you're a fan you're like okay well this is what we had and you know we well, obviously not going to have it now. Maybe we should have appreciated it a bit more potentially if they, you know, maybe you didn't before. So now we've got Jared Goff. We need to sort of look to the future, but that's not with him. No, it just simply unequivocally. No, the lions have been terrible for a long time. And They've been unlucky in some games this year. I do think that they've been like, you know, fighting a little bit harder than maybe like their results sort of anticipate, you know. But at the same time, you you can't get away from the fact they've not won a game. So, I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, I I can try and say, oh, you know, they've they've been blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they've not won a game. So, no, not at all. Not at all. That's, that's a simple one. you said you had another take. I want to, I want you to go ahead. Ah, You want to go straight ahead to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll do another one after you. Okay. 
Now this is I, I won't I won't go into this one too much because I just feel like a bit of an idiot, and I think that I was just being really optimistic. Sure. First episode of Rock and Roll American Football this year, so three months ago, I said the New York Jets could make a push to the playoffs. Good gracious! Yeah, that, 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 that's that wasn't true. <laughs> that wasn't I, true. I, well, I think they have to figure out which quarterback is going to lay some up on 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 Sunday. So uh, I think there's four right now in the running. There's no way there's I'm th- going to remember th- their names. Three but, in the running. You've got Zach Wilson, who is the num- number two pass. number two overall pick that has that has basically been out injured the last few weeks. You've got uh, Mike White, the guy that did had a really good performance, fantastic in week nine, I think, in, in against the week eight, week nine, yeah, against the yeah. Bengals uh, in a surprise win there, and then you've got Joe Flacco, mm. Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco, who is oh, not inspiring. That was a long time ago, though. Inspiring, yeah, it was. It was ten years ago. Was it ten years ago? Nearly nine years ago. Eight years ago. Um, the Jets currently two and eight. They're not going to be making the playoffs this year. Um, Lost three on the bounce, but is there a but here? No, because do you know what? Do you know what? And I won't get, we don't need to go into this because I feel like I've got, I've said this before, but what you want to do is you want to feel like you're making some uh, leeway in talent leeway, you know, yeah. uh, you you want to be feeling right. Okay. So we had a bad, uh, we had a bad season, but our quarterback was showing some, um, you know, some promise. Uh, he's not though. <laughs> he's not so far. No, well, he's been, so so he's been injured for a bit. So that's why Mike Mike White was. In yeah, there. absolutely. I'm not blaming him for getting injured by any means. You know, don't worry. But um, I am, I, I am thinking. You know, that what's your excuse for the first six weeks of the of the yeah, year? You yeah, know, yeah. I don't think you've got too much of an excuse now now obviously he can learn and find his way there you just need and i remember just i mean i saw him in london earlier on this season Mm. and there was just no um you you could just tell what was going to happen you could just tell what was going to happen it was multiple interceptions in that game you just need to show promise now have uh, if the jets manage to uh, grow on that if Zach Wilson manages to grow on that and let's say he ends the season on a high and let's face it if you end the season on a high the off season completely completely changes for you as a Jets fan your perception changes because you're like right he, he might be all right this guy he played well in the last five weeks of the season you know what I mean yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that he needs to, they need to win every game of the season I'm just saying that he needs to show some fight and he needs to show some promise then maybe the Jets can feel a bit better about it because they've got some high draft picks as well, thanks to that Jamal Adams trade to the Seahawks. So maybe they can build on it. I don't think they're going to be drafting a quarterback in the uh, in the draft because apparently the class is not as good as it has been previously. So really, the Zach Wilson experiment is going to go on for you know, at least another season, mm. probably longer. Mm. But he's a number two dra- overall draft pick. This is a guy that you need to sort of... You do need to see him. You do need to see him. Yes. Um, anyway, what was your what was your last uh, your so, last one? So from earlier episodes in the season, you were higher on this quarterback for the Chargers than I was. But I will say that I think I've changed my mind in that Justin Herbert has grown on me. I. Uh, how he wasn't before. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so forgive me, my bad. <laughs> uh, it's uh, so just. I mean, his performance in against Pittsburgh, which was a great game, by the way. Uh, leading passer, leading pass in the game, 
leading rusher in the game as well. So 382 and 90, respectively. Uh, and I just like I, – this came to mind because I heard a quote that he – I don't know if you remember this, but when he was drafted, this is about in 2020, someone asked him whether or not he had – something to the effect of this desperate desire to be on the football field. And he was simply at the, I don't know, was 19 or 20 at the time. He was simply like a, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't need football. I want football, but I'm not, if football ended tomorrow, my life would be just simply fine. It'd be great. And I'd find something else to do. And I remember when people took this the wrong way Mm. and perhaps that might've colored how I looked at him, but I, I, not that I think that you have to be obsessive like a Tom Brady to be Tom Brady, uh, although Tom Brady's an exception. There's loads of people, loads, loads of other quarterbacks in NFL history who obsessed about the game and didn't get results anywhere close to what Tom Brady is. Um, and we can rest assured that Tom Brady's pretty obsessive about football. But Justin Herbert is just, from a character perspective, more than his performance, even though his performance is against the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, which, by the way, been Big Ben's, I think, best performance of the year so far, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I'm i a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan. I don't know if you know this, Jay. I, um, I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of his person, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yep. Uh, but... <laughs> but, but Justin Herbert is, he's solid. Like, he's just good. And uh, it seems simple to say, but it's like he's consistent, even though the Chargers are two and three in the last five. Like, he's consistent. Like, he's he's developing into a leader. Like, he showed up for his team, particularly on his last drive of this last game. Like, just I wasn't as keen on him as you were. And I think that what it is is interesting actually because he had such a good debut season. It's almost like he's he's held higher. He's held into like a higher standard than I think sure, a lot of sure. other players are. So, um, you know, that means that you are expecting him to be good all the time, and you need to. Sometimes it's worth remembering. You know, take a step back, isn't it? And just it's think about this. Is a he's, he's, he's got to keep learning. Yeah, totally. He's, he's got to keep learning, and he's also with the Chargers, who haven't been the you know the winningest franchise of all time either. Um, I, I just, just, I, I look. I, I'm, I'm going to finish on this, and I'm not going to elaborate. But I just wanted to say one thing that my mind hasn't changed on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The taunting rule still sucks. This is the dumbest. Dumb. I dumb rule. I almost cursed just now. Let me do dumb it. rule. Dumbest. Dumb rule. That it's just silly, man. It's just, I think that's it. Let's leave on that. Taunting rule. Just silly. It's just silly. Um, Carter, I will speak to you next week. Have a good, have a good week. Jay, you too, homie. Yeah, boys. (laughs) The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.